You are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Social Babes, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's episode. Today, I'm going to be joined by Emily Hunter, who is the owner and creator behind 151. Welcome, Emily. It's so nice to have you, girl. Hi, everyone, and good morning. Well, depending on when you're listening, good morning. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I know. I can't wait. (laughs) Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with your business? Okay, so I'm Emily. <laughs> um, I started 151 in 2018. Um, I was I love burning candles in university. I was burning them constantly. Sorry to my roommates. <laughs> I they always commented on it, but I was like, little did you know it was gonna be my business. Uh, I was having a lot of hard time breathing and just coughing, and I couldn't figure out why I was coughing all the time. But then. With many, many doctor's visits, my doctor pointed out that it was probably because of all the crap in the candles. And I didn't, I didn't know so candles exist. I didn't know more natural candles existed. I just bought those big box name stores that I'm not going to mention, but those three wick <laughs> ones that are huge. I had a lot. I had, I think I had 65 and like, I know that's a really bad thing to have. Wow. I had 65 candles. I know. <laughs> I had a lot to say, uh, the least. And she pointed out that I was breathing in all that stuff. So I was like, you know what? I don't like that. I don't feel okay with that. And I decided, well, my cousin had a store in New Brunswick and she sold soy candles. And so it wasn't until I got to try out her candles, she didn't make them, she just sold them, uh, that I got to try them out. And then I realized, hey, I'm having no side effects. I'm not coughing all the time. I, they, they smell great, first of all, because obviously, what's the point? And I was feeling so much better. So I looked into soy candles her store abruptly had to close, unfortunately. And one of my first thoughts after like, oh my God, is my cousin okay? Was where am I going to get these candles? And it was kind of like a, uh, (laughs) because I could buy them from the seller, but she's also in New Brunswick. So the shipping to Ontario, like would just be ridiculous. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to try to make my own. And that between that thought and ordering the stuff was two days. So it is a mom and daughter business that I, we operate. So my mom is the uh, sewer of the group. Uh, I don't sew or things would fall apart. So <laughs> brought her on and we decided to make candles. It took The two days was just convincing her to be like, this is something we can do. It's something that we can try out. And those, yeah, those two days, I think I actually bought something the first day that I had that thought. And I was like, okay, let's try it. And then that was... <laughs> September 1st. So we then we launched um, October. So it was nonstop testing. We've been going ever since. Wow. That is so amazing. I had no idea about that full story. And it's so crazy that you and your mom do this together. Like sometimes I think of having a business with my mom and I'm like, that would be a a whole different story. So how, (laughs) how the heck do you manage that? Is that difficult? Was it a learning curve? Oh, daily a learning curve. And I know she's going to be listening. So hi, mom. (laughs) Sorry if I say anything that you don't like. We Uh, love you, mom. We have our moments where I'm sure we want to kill each other and (laughs) need to take a break from each other. But at the end of the day, we're there encouraging each other, supporting each other, pushing each other. uh, Because I know it's something we never would have done. And it's hard to imagine doing this separately. Um, and then my dad also helps out a lot. He does a lot of the wood projects because I don't like using a table saw. It's something I don't <laughs> want to do. And that's 
I'll leave that. Or something I don't know how to do, like renovating this trailer was definitely had a lot of help from my dad. Uh, but no, it's definitely, it's interesting. That's for sure. Um, we don't agree on a lot. <laughs> we'll say that. Um, for our candle jars, I had actually ordered the first set back in September of 2019 because I was dead set that this was going to happen. Didn't, didn't tell my mom that I was doing it because candles are very much like my part of the business and she's the sewer. Um, so ordered them, showed up with them and she's like, I hate them. <laughs> Great. <laughs> now I just have all these jars for no reason. Um, and that actually took a big delay because we couldn't agree on it up until I literally started pouring for this, uh, for the relaunch. She was like, nope, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want it. <laughs> stick with clear jars, stick with the old jars. And even I think, so we launched on a Thursday. I think the Wednesday leading up, she's like, nope, <laughs> bring, it, bring it back, do the other one. Uh, so not going to lie. I did say like, told you so when we launched <laughs> because it seems like everyone liked it. They liked it a little, a little bit more than the old jars. Uh, so yeah, we always read ideas by each other too, which is good to have that sounding board because I need to like hear an idea out. I need to like, I want to know the what, why, hows. I want to know what's going to happen. So it's nice to be able to have that support. I'm the same kind of way. Like once my mind is set on something, I'm like, no, I don't care what anybody says. Like it's happening. <laughs> It's happening and it's happening now. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you think that you would have been able to have this business on your own without your mom? Or do you think that it was definitely a two person type of thing that had to happen? For sure. It's definitely a two person. Like as you won't see my mom on Instagram and Facebook necessarily because she's not into that whole world. Um, but we, we bounce the ideas off day, like every single day. <laughs> uh, but also a large uh, pillar of our business is scrunchies. And I can't sew for a penny. Like if I sewed you something, it would 100% fall apart. So obviously <laughs> I need to sew the things. <laughs> And your scrunchies are the best. Like I am addicted to your scrunchies. Like they are the best things alive. Like literally handcrafted in the arms of baby Jesus himself. Like they are so amazing. It's so funny because that's another thing that delayed us. So when we first launched in 2018, I, the scrunchies were like kind of in back in the world, but not really. And I was like, you sew, can you do this? Um, so we had an open house in December. And again, I had no idea what goes into like a scrunchie or sewing because not my realm, like candles, woodwork, I've got you, but you need <laughs> something made. That's not me. So I asked her to make it and she's like, no. <laughs> so, again, it took me like every day. Can you make this? Can you make this? So we made them. They weren't, they were okay. They were, I equate them to like I don't want to say the name of the store, but like that accessory store in the mall, <laughs> like right. um, I equate them to that, like quality wise. And they were much thinner, still great by any, I still have them. Like they're still great, uh, but I didn't love them. So it actually took us six months and 52 different versions of scrunchies to get the perfect scrunch. Oh my goodness. And then when we finally launched, she's like, okay, you were right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy. Like that's a lot of scrunchies just to find the right one. <laughs> He was so fed up because I, again, I'm impatient. So I was like, okay, I don't like this. And it was a matter of like one or two centimeters that it ended up being. And I was like, I don't like it. It's not fluffy enough. And she couldn't understand what I meant. Like by fluffy, I was like, there's not enough scrunch. Cause I don't know the technical terms of a scrunchie. And I was just like, <laughs> up the words as I go. Now I know the correct terms, but I still will say there's not enough fluff, but 
Oh my goodness. That is so crazy. And they are super fluffy. Like they, that was, I think one of, when I had actually bought scrunchies off you for the first time, I was like, are they big and fluffy? Like that's exactly what I said. I have the text. I can prove it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I remember like trying on my favorite scrunchies that you have are actually the velvet ones. They are so nice and so fluffy and big. And like, I swear I wear them all the time. And my boyfriend, Jakey always like looks around the house. He's like, why is there like 17 scrunchies in the living room? Like what? I'm like, because I have different moods, I change them. Right? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm a, I pretty much stick to my cheetah one because I'm obsessed with this one right now. Like, give me a good cheetah print and I am good to go. But one <laughs> of my other, like, the, some of the other girls, they have, like, a scrunchie basket in every single room because they need to change out throughout the day. And their boyfriends are like, what is this person doing to you? And I'm like, <laughs> change. <laughs> like, forget bobby pins. It's scrunchies. Like, they're everywhere. <laughs> And I can't believe how much, like, my breakage has grown. Like, I'm touching my hair, like, as if you guys can see me, but you cannot. Um, Just the breakage in my hair since I switched over to scrunchies, I cannot believe how much longer and stronger my hair is. Yeah, I definitely hear you on that because I was definitely before, like, just a regular old elastic type of girl. And I remember I had, like, the whole top layer of my head had completely broken off, like, two inches long. And to this day, like, it's still growing out, but it's a heck of a lot better than it was, right? So now I'm a scrunchie addict. And I'm obsessed with your scrunchies for sure. But with that being said, you know, what goes into starting a handmade retail business? Like that's, that's a whole different level. (laughs) It is. And it's terrifying. And I'd say every day there's something new that kind of comes at you. Uh, And again, like this idea process was probably two days of like, oh, this might be a good idea to, okay, we're doing this. And we were actually... I think maybe I was in New Brunswick and my mom was in Ontario. So it was hard to do like over the phone or like not right face to face because I spend like a lot of time in New Brunswick. Uh, So she actually met with our tax man. He gave us some really great tips, um, some spreadsheets to kind of help us and kind of navigate the right way. Again, luckily I was in New Brunswick. So I had the help of my cousin who had literally just opened up her store and had to close it. So she has been a great wealth of knowledge and especially she like hand she did sell stuff as well but she handcrafted a lot of it so it was super helpful just to have somebody there um, there's a lot of great resources locally to be honest um, and there's one in Barrie they have a small business center that you can go in and they will probably not right now with the quarantine uh, but they will walk <laughs> you through like what you need to do and it's super helpful that's amazing. And I feel like, you know, again, it's, it's kind of one of those things that I feel like the harder part about, you know, having a handmade retail business is that there's a lot of people that have them. So how do you stand out in a world with so many people doing similar things? It's again, one of those like challenging things. It's every single day. There's someone who's coming out with your product or something similar or something that you're like, oh, dang, like maybe I should be on that train. Like I am currently on a tie-dye train right now. And I'm like, do I get into that world? So it's just trying to, st- trying to stand out is super hard, but you just got to know that the quality of your products is what will set you apart. Right. And I, so I've talked about my re- rebrand before, but I did have candles before and they were great. I love them. I still burn them throughout my house, but I knew if I was going to have this rebrand, I had to come out with exceptional candles. Proud to say I've nailed it based on everyone's feedback and the amount that they're loving this, but it was super challenging. And I was like, okay, well, I can't just 
slap a new label on it, slap a new jar on it and call it the new candle because I knew I had to elevate it. So right. I did. <laughs> and with that became oh, so much research, so much time, so much feedback and just talking with your clients, your customers to see what they want. And I spend the majority of my day seeing what you guys want so I can stand out a little bit more. Yeah. And I see you all the time, especially on Instagram stories. You're constantly staying connected with your audience, getting feedback, doing market research. And I feel like, you know, when it comes to so many people doing the same thing, it's even in my industry, every time I turn the corner, there's somebody doing social media. There's somebody that's, you know, offering business advice. But one thing that I love to live by is that nobody's you and nobody could do it the way that you could. So I feel like, you know, as much as, you know, on my timeline, I might scroll and see 50 million scrunchies. There was something that drew me to 151 and I was like, this is my go-to scrunchie, like central. That's the place for me. And I feel like that's the most important thing to remember is just like, nobody can do it like you. Exactly. Like I know I'm not the first to make scrunchies or soy candles and I know I'm not going to be the last, but how can I make myself different than the others is how I will always like if I'm having a tough day, I'll go back to that and be like, well, hey, I know I'm not the first to make this scent, but how can I mix it to make it my own? Right. I love that so much. And, you know, kind of leading into the next topic, we're going to talk about the high pony a little bit. <laughs> so tell us about this design and how you were the first one to create it. I still, I just got chills. I still cannot believe that. And like how this scrunchie has taken off and just blown up, which is so, again, when you hear the story, it's so hilarious because this actually started as a joke. <laughs> and I, I guess the best decisions do. So in October of 2018, we launched our business and October 17th of 2018 was when cannabis became legal in Canada. So I saw this as a marketing opportunity for myself because I didn't see anybody with cannabis candles and this is no THC. There's no... There's no of that stuff in the candles or the products. <laughs> I do get asked that a lot, especially in the scrunchies. No, there is no cannabis. There's no THC. There's no nothing. <laughs> it just, the candles smell like the flower. <laughs> um, so I launched a cannabis candle. It did amazingly well. It kept selling out and people were buying it as a joke. People were buying it to cover up the smell. People were buying it just for the novelty. But hey, I was like, you know what? don't care. I will make all these candles. Um, so it kept selling out. And then it wasn't until March of the next year that we started really get diving into that scrunchies because again, it took so long with the 52 different um, variations. And we were in the fabric store and we go there like at least once a week, if not more, to see the new fabrics so we can t stay on top of these trends because with scrunchies, you really kind of have to have them keep coming out. Um, and then we were walking around, saw this weed printed fabric, and I was like, that would be hilarious. And side note, I hate the smell of weed. I've never smoked <laughs> it. I, it's not for me. And not, my mom hasn't either. So we were like in the store giggling. We're like, this would be funny. Like how funny. No one's going to buy it. But you know what? So funny. So <laughs> I launched it on, well, I made a preview at, I believe on the 19th so april 19th right before 420 um and then 420 came launched it i think at four o'clock maybe i actually honestly can't remember because that day is such a blur because <laughs> my phone literally blew up i 
it kept glitching, it kept freezing, the notifications were like non-stop and then that next morning I went well I think I went to charge my phone that night it didn't charge I was like okay this is odd and then my phone died and wouldn't turn back on I did all the recovery stuff it never turned back on had to go into Apple and they're like yeah your phone basically self-destructed last night because of what <laughs> happened I was like are you me so this scrunchie cost me a phone like a brand new phone <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Um, so, and then, then it obviously went over so well the next day. So on Sunday, we went to the fabric store, got the two other colors, and then we had the trio. They've just come out with the green fabric color. So now we have the three. We did get rid of the one kind of, it looks like a palm tree to be honest, but <laughs> we had that. Uh, because it was such a new fabric, because we can stock the fabric store um every single day I would check like Etsy online makers Instagram just to see had anyone else done it because I knew going into it that we were the only one so like every single day I would check at least three times a day and I was like obsessed over just checking to see when it would happen because I knew it was going to happen and then May 15th of last year I got the I was on an Etsy check-in and then I actually saw that someone else had, was selling a weed scrunchie. They didn't name it the High Pony, thank goodness, because I'm obsessed with that name. Um, someone had done it. However, they had stole, stolen my photos. <laughs> which, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know if they had had it made already or not. But I was looking, I was like, that's my photo. So it was like the two listings on Etsy, mine, also mine, but not mine. And her pricing was $4.20, which making a scrunchie there's no possible way the quality you can get that for 420 right i understand right. the price reasoning behind it because it's hilarious and i did do that for the 420 of this year to have the sale but that's so crazy and you know let alone like i think it's it's hard because when we are the first to think of something it's inevitable you know people will always follow along and that's Which the thing is is, yeah like one of my favorite quotes is if you want to be original be prepared to be copied right. and yeah and that's the thing but i mean definitely a crazy plot twist to have them steal your photos, which was, I knew it was like, Oh great. This, they love this idea. But then I was like, wait a minute. Cause she had like altered the background ever so slightly. Like I had, it was on a piece of wood. So I had the wood grain going horizontal and then she twisted it vertically. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh my could, like, goodness. She whited out my logo on it. Cause luckily the logo on it was in there thank god you right. kind of see like the, tip of the one and I was like hmm that's mine oh my goodness I don't know what I would have done like how okay this is my question how the heck do you deal with copycat competitors how Honestly, did you deal with that <laughs> I keep remembering like I said it earlier like you are not the first and you're not the last so I know it's gonna happen I'm honored that they chose me to quote unquote look up to or like be an inspiration um I know a lot of makers kind of fear it but I actually specifically remember this day because I was so grateful and like yeah it was terrifying and yeah I was like that's my photo and being false advertised which kind of sucks and I did deal with that but I was like she took the time to search me out want to make my product and she also wants to do this, which I'm never going to stop someone from being like, no, you can't do that. Like, we are not the first, we are not the last. And I know a lot of people have issue with it, but it's going to happen. We live, like, it's going to happen, but you just got to stick to your gut 
know what you make is awesome and find a way to stand out amongst the crowd. Right. And most importantly, build yourself as the authority, be that go-to place. It's like all the time when you see, you know, giant designers that release, you know, runway fashion. And then it's like, you see the same thing in like smaller retail stores, but just twist it up a little bit. You know, it's, it's like, it's one of those things where you got to be prepared and you just got to keep doing what you're doing and not let that set you back type of things. It's going to happen. Right. This is a story I've actually never shared online and I'm kind of nervous to do it. Um, but early on in my scrunchy career, <laughs> um, there is someone who is technically a relative, very distant relative. I think she's like seven, eight cousin, maybe. Um, but she actually blocked me because of fear of competition. Which oh my gosh. Broke my heart because in my... Like, I reach out to scrunchie makers. I want to talk to them. Candle makers, some of my best friends. I want to get to know you. I want to feed off your energy. And if we work together, we work together. I'm not going to be there and be like, what wax do you use? Like, what, what's your secret ingredient? I would never do that. And that same with scrunchies. Like, we took the time, it took six months to find the perfect formula for us. So I would never break that boundary. But yeah, and to this day, I'm still blocked by, well, quote unquote, a very distant cousin. And it's just, yeah. So I always live by like community over competition. And I remember that day that I found the high pony had been again, quote unquote copied. Um, I made a post of like community over competition and I actually tagged a fellow scrunchie maker in it because I was like, you know what? We're not in this alone. We are all in this together. Sorry, (laughs) but I would never, I don't, I, I could never block a fellow maker just because they sell the same products that you do and again not even the same because the fabrics are so different yeah and like like we've been saying this whole time like nobody does things the same way that you do and it's you know it's so funny that you said that it's so crazy first of all like family let alone right granted i've only met her twice so it's not like we're best friends but we know right (laughs) right right but it's just so crazy like and i love that community over competition because that's something that I take so seriously too. And, you know, even on the podcast here, I've had so many people in the same industry as me. It's not competition because we both have something different to bring to the table. And, you know, even when it comes to being a maker, you guys can learn off of each other and help each other build. Right. Which is, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So what are some tips that you have for other business owners who are dealing with copycat competitors? (laughs) So again, I had to learn the hard way, but luckily I did sneak a watermark into that very first original photo and I, I do them super tiny. So only I know where they are and they're on every single photo. So if you'd like a good challenge, go check it out. But I was able to zoom in because she hadn't edited it out. And I said, Hey, that's my photo here's how I can prove it. Right. You're not being like an annoying person. You're just protecting your work. Um, while also kind of being like, Hey, don't do that. And protecting the buyer, because if they're showing a photo of your work, there's no way that somebody knows your pattern for making scrunchies or what you're doing. So, you know, that's how people get scammed. Right. And yeah, it's protecting yourself and protecting the buyer as well. And honestly, just trust your gut. I know I suffered a lot with that, especially with this rebrand because it, I had delayed it so much because I was like, oh, I don't know what to go. And it was changing your entire 
brand, and I know you're going through it right now, it's terrifying. And there's no amount of prep work or research that can prepare you for that. I had done a lot of market research and I got a few that were like, I am, I was supporting you and I'm not going to anymore because I don't like where you're going, which when you're in the thick of it and spending thousands of dollars, you're like, okay, maybe this isn't the right move to make, but you yeah. should trust yourself. And again, I, I, I struggle with this daily. Like even, um, well, my computer's on a gift box right now for the candles. I originally went with white gift boxes because I thought that was, they're clean. Maybe they fit in a little bit better, but I was like, you know what? My heart wants craft. And I just switched it actually. And just trusting your gut, you'll end up there and it's where you're meant to be. Right. And your vibe attracts your tribe. <laughs> I've just been throwing quotes this entire podcast, <laughs> but it's, it's so true. Like your people are going to be drawn to you. It's no different than my rebrand. It was like, okay, like, you know, are people going to accept the sassier version of me? And it's something that you got to be willing to take and just being authentic, right? Like if those craft boxes are authentic to you and you know, you're the maker, then that's the most important part right? Like I love them so much more. And since then I've had ideas for sets that I wouldn't have had. I was terrified of this. I released a quarantine and chill box of six different scents of what I think a quarantine would smell like. Terrified that people weren't going to like it and think that I was making fun of this quarantine. But when you make stuff for your job, you kind of always want to make something to represent a situation or kind of not make fun of it, but turn it into something positive. So I guess that's another um, tip to do. <laughs> I love that so much. And just, you know, being inspired by your own brand is, is one of the best feelings ever. It honestly is. So I have picked your brain, but I have one last question. <laughs> what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? I've already said it, but my favorite is community over competition because it will always win. I love that so much. Honestly, like I, I don't think I actually heard that until you came on the podcast today. Really? I yeah. actually have it on a shirt. <laughs> oh my goodness, girl. Where'd you get that shirt? Because I want one. <laughs> I don't make them anymore. So I'm going to have to make my own. Yeah. Seriously. One, five, one community over competition. <laughs> that was so amazing. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Tell us where we can find you guys. Well, thank you so much for having me. So my Instagram is 1501 and then an underscore. Um, the website is 151.com and we're 151 home on Facebook because someone else has the 151. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it to your Instagram stories. And until next time, stay social.